I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. One of these days, I would love to do this opening like outside where there's people and kind of get that that ambient sense of of just stuff so it really seems like you and I've just bumped into each other somewhere because this is John Helps You Write Better and I'm John so we should talk about writing better. Here we go. Today we're wrapping up our five-day discussion of art and relationship with the reader by talking about sort of the process of growth and by talking about how we're going to do this thing now that we have some common ground and a few tools by which we're going to engage with them. First, we have to clear up that this is an effort with patience as a main driver. This is not a case of 10,000 people appearing all at once. And while that does happen for some people in some situations, that's not the norm. And we have to be okay with doing things that will not make that the norm nor expect that to happen. What we need to do is engage a little bit at a time, a person at a time. Let me tell you a story. Every week, or I try to every week, stream to an audience. Usually it's the writer's chat. Sometimes it's the writer's chat plus something extra. It's been a while since I've done something extra because it takes an enormous amount of work and an enormous amount of planning. And to be honest, I've just been swamped with other things that I would prefer not to be swamped with. And I, it is something I, I always re-re-re-commit to doing, and uh, it's, it's hard to do. But not the story I'm telling. I stream. I stream loads of different stuff. I try to stream for one to two hours and then post it in places. While I'm streaming, I don't always have a sense of the number of people watching. I get a little bit of a sense. There's usually some metric somewhere on the screen that tells me there's one or two people in, in the Twitch chat room, for instance, or that you know there's two people leaving me comments because I can see the comments. That's usually my only indicator, and I watch this little number go up and down from zero to one or zero to two and then down, and there have been times when I was streaming consistently where I was getting, you know, five, six, seven, ten, twelve. I think my record was 18 at some point, and that was my audience. I, out of thousands of people who followed me on Twitter, out of a hundred or so people who follow me elsewhere, 15 is pretty damn good. But I'm now down in the space of 0, 1, 2, maybe 3. And that's fine. I, I get it. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But what happens when I'm done streaming is that I get this email saying, hey, here's a summary about all the activity from your last stream. And it tells me the total number of viewers. And I'm looking at it, and it's almost always more than the number of people who my metrics say was here. So I'll swear that there were two people because there's a little two icon on the screen. But then when I look at the summary, it'll tell me that there were six. How did that happen? Where were those other four people? What is that? Are they my audience? Are they bots? What's going on? 
And while I'm not entirely sure if those are real people or not, it does highlight sort of the first point I want to make about your audience. A lot of them aren't going to engage with you. A lot of them will just be there. It can be frustrating. It can be very frustrating. It can be aggravating and irritating to see numbers of people and say, oh, I have this big number. I wish more of them would do a thing. You know, having 2,500 Twitter followers and then telling them that they can all buy a book, it's hard not to think like 2,500 people at $5 a sale. That's a decent amount of money. That's that's some, you know, real life-changing money if that keeps happening. And social media primes us to think in those large, explosive sort of punctuations of things because it's so hyper-curated and, and so overblown in some cases. But you've got to remember that a lot of your audience isn't, going to be as vocal as other portions of your audience. Now, we talked yesterday about terms of service and how we can suggest through boundaries and permissions the kind of people we want around us and the kind of things we will engage with and the kind of stuff we will avoid so that the portion of the active audience, the, the people who will, you know, say and do a thing, they're going to be that vocal minority, but like, you know, a positive vocal minority. But the two things to pay attention to with a vocal minority is that, one, they're going to be a minority. They're going to be a handful of people compared to a greater whole who are doing the liking, the favoriting, the replying, the reacting. And that this number of people is going to feel frustrating at some point because, man, I wish it were bigger. I wish it were more active. Part of that's under your control, though. Part of that you can do by reaching out to new people and saying something so that new followers, when they follow, get a sense of engagement right away. Hey, thanks so much for following. I really appreciate it. Goes a long way at acclimating somebody, but you still can't force them to respond. You still can't force them to engage, which again is real frustrating. But the second point about that vocal minority is that it teaches us patience. Audience growth and audience relationship is developed not just through magic words on a page that everybody suddenly loves and vibes with. It's built through patience, the patience to do the work that the social media can facilitate, meaning you write the books so that somebody can talk to you about how much they affected them. Or you put the posts out so that people know to come check out a stream or come watch a video or something or listen to a podcast. You do that work so that you can do other work. And that vocal minority is going to be there. Over time, that will grow as everything grows somewhat proportionally. Bigger audience, bigger minorities overall. But it gives us a chance to do the same thing. But we do need to grow. And you need to do more than just have this space and Oh, I, I have this, you know, I parked this account. I ha I'm on Twitter, but I never use it. Those little things, those little mentions like that, that's what's killing you. That's why you're not growing. That's why things aren't selling. That's why things aren't moving. That's why you're not really getting closer to your goal. You have to do something with this account. You have to do something in this space. You have to engage, even if it's just with this very tiny minority that you'd love for it to be, for it to be bigger. You've got to talk to them. And if you're wondering, well, what do I talk about if I 
you know, do I only talk about my book? No, you want to talk about more than your book. You want to be a person. Remember, we talked about common ground. We talked about, you know, having something to say. We talked about how we engage with people. So here we're setting ourselves up to do that on the regular. And it might be awkward and it might not be your natural thing. And it might not be sort of in your personality to be like that. But this job, because full-time writing is a full-time job, and this level of creation and this level of art isn't done in a vacuum. It's not done to the exclusion of everything else. You don't get to just produce and put it out and then never talk to a human being anymore. Those days haven't been around since like the beginning of the 20th century at best. Engagement is part of this. Talking to people is part of it. Letting people know who you are, what you're about, what you do, and how what you do and what you make is only a part of who you are matters. And not enough writers take that into account. They think it's a procedure and a process just to facilitate sales. And that's that's inaccurate. The point of you developing that relationship isn't just so that you make numbers go up or so that you can make sales happen or so that you can get an audience for your streaming thing. The point of this is to meet people and for us to connect to each other through the vehicle of your art. Because without those responses, we can't grow. We can't change. We don't learn anything new. When we're just standing on the soapbox saying, buy our stuff, check this out, buy our stuff, visit this, click this, we're not growing. We're not evolving. We're not pushing ourselves. We're not learning something new. We're not challenging ourselves. We're just broadcasting. And that's not audience building. That's audience having, I guess. And even then, it's not necessarily audience having. We could just be, you know, I could broadcast this to the rose bush outside. It, it just... It's a one-way transmission, and we want more than a one-way. We want a back and forth, and we get that by treating our people like people, by abiding by our own terms of service and saying we allow this, permit this, engage with this, and not with that. We do it by having something to say so that there's something for someone to listen to, and we do this by first finding common ground rather than just utility. People don't only talk to you because you make books. People don't only talk to you because you're just sort of there and they talk to any other Tom, Dick, or Harry who comes down the street. They're talking to you because you're you and you're allowed to be you and engage with them. Developing your audience for your, sorry, developing your relationship for your audience is about understanding who you are and understanding how they are and understanding how you can connect with them one step at a time, patiently, like people. Give that some thought and I'll talk to you tomorrow.